Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and good evening, if you're listening in the evening, to the IGN UK podcast number 389. I'm Daniel Kruper and I'm joined by... Hello, I'm Joe Scrabbles. Hello, I'm Dale Driver and there's uh, no beers involved this episode. Yeah, we're... Oh uh, yeah, like, how, how was last week's this podcast? Is our, so this is our, this is our first E3 podcast. <laughs> what <laughs> the last, fucking mess that was. Because I listened to about 20 minutes of the last one. We definitely didn't talk much I, about E3. I don't know if I can bring myself to don't. listen to last week's episode. Oh, no. um, you, you know. You have a particularly noticeable drunk slur. Yeah. I was on it. <laughs> like, there's, like, ev- you can tell everyone's pissed, but, but when no. you're pissed, you have, like, an adorably uh, stereotypical slur to your oh voice. No. It's wonderful. I thought Gav was particularly bad on that one. There was but, a few, but he was hosting, so he constantly had to But Gav's drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, but he was in, very noticeable at this point. I'm always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in on his little piss moped. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Mark Ruffalo of yeah. podcasting. So, um, if you actually want to hear about stuff that happened at E3, we're actually going to tackle this alternatively a week later. Um, <laughs> alternatively, it, <laughs> no, this is going to be the mainstream Every, one. Everyone, everyone's going to, everyone's moved on this week, but no, we're going to still do E3. The first section, we're going to say we've done it. Uh, the first section is our biggest, our favorite surprise of E3. Um, Dale, I'm going to come to you first. Sure. Yeah. So mine was sure. sure yeah. Why not? Uh, was A Way Out, which was announced during the EA press conference. Now, it was a massive surprise to us because we were all on the plane. Uh, just just mm. what I was going to say. Yeah, we're on the flight. And I, when I was found out I was going to miss the E3 conference, I was like, that's okay. I'm not too bothered. Of all the ones you're yeah. going to miss. But then when I was catching up on it, they announced this new game and it just seems like really exciting. So you guys have seen the, the trailer mm. for it, right? Like, it just seems like an original concept. So basically what the concept is, it's like a split screen, like prison escape, like action adventure game where you're both playing at the same time, but there's like, so the example was there's a cutscene can happen for one person, but then the other person's you're interacting with in the background. Yeah, now, and it's just like... I've got to know whether you, you can, can cross in into the other person's cutscene. <laughs> okay, well, one, so that would be the, weird. The, well, the example they show is like you're up on a balcony <coughs> looking down. Because I think if you could get in, this, in the cutscene, you would hilariously stand right in front of them. <laughs> yeah. There might be a lot of trolling. It kind of <laughs> ruined the narrative a little bit. Um, did you read Ryan McCaffrey's preview while you wrote no. for a site? So I thought that was really interesting. He, he got to play a segment of it. And so, for example, they go, they're robbing like a convenience store. And there's... Oh, pardon? Naughty. No, sorry. I thought you said, why? Why? Because yeah, like, they're bad boys. Bad, bad boys. boys. Bad boys going to bad boy. So, <laughs> so apparently at one point you get to choose, like one person gets the gun and gets to be like you dealing with the cashier. Mm. And while someone else gets to deal with crowd control and then there's a safe at one point. And there's like lots of like how you interact with the cashier, like has a knock-on effect of how the person's interacting in the background and how crowd control controls people. Like, if you didn't notice that one person, then that can affect the other character. So it seems like there's a real, It's like- sort of like Uncharted meets Telltale, isn't it? Like, it's got the, yeah. the action-adventure style and, mm. like, motion-captured faces and stuff yeah. of, of Uncharted, but it's got that choice-and-consequence yeah. idea built, like, quite deep well, into it. Because the convenience store he talks about in his preview, if you do everything wrong, 
stuff can still happen. Yeah. Like it still rolls with that eventuality and yeah. carries the story on. I don't haven't they've said like there's no game overs. It just keeps rolling. Oh, I didn't know that. I think the I, I so think is it kind the of like, idea is like heavy rain sort of style where um all your interactions and all your decisions still the, the story still continues. It just yeah. evolves into a different way. I might be talking total shit there, right. but I think that's right. I mean I that makes sense to me. It seems yeah. like what they've shown so far gives that impression. And it did remind me of, um, so more particularly like Fahrenheit, you know, the opening scene in Fahrenheit. Did you no. play that? So there was, you're in a bathroom and you've, mur- you've murdered a guy, but you, <gasps> you oh. come in and you've got blood on your hands. Mm. And then there's like almost a timer for when you can see outside the restaurant, you can see a different camera angle and you can see the police coming in to investigate because mm-hmm. someone's called the police. And you've got all this evidence in front of you and you've got to make all these decisions to get rid of evidence. And if you do it right, you can completely absolve yourself of any evidence and get away with it but there can be things left behind that you can get caught later on in the game that's cool which is really 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 cool it's a shame the rest of the game is kind of fucking doesn't stupid. it go insane yeah it goes point. mental it goes David Cage proper mental yeah. crap we said David um, you don't have to put all your best ideas in the first scene <laughs> yeah. what yeah. but it, huh. it totally reminds me of elements of that and I think <coughs> but now obviously it's cooperative as well mm. and it just seems like such a, a different and unique idea and I'm totally on board with it's it I definitely want to play it on the same server you can play it mm. online but I think the way to play it is yeah so in the preview they said like communication is a big key about deciding like for example like who's using the gun and who's doing this and like what are your skills how are you going to approach a situation I saw a bit where they were in like um, like the laundry room and to distract the guy the guy goes up to these two guys and slaps one dude on the back of the head <laughs> the guy turns around like he's at school and goes it was him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also made by the developer of the secret best game of the last generation, which was Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. See, I never played that game. Still, one of the—it's genuinely one of the best games I've ever played. It's kind of a shitty title. It is a terrible title. But a way out isn't that good of a title, either, even I even you, hard-hearted Dale Driver, might shed a tear at the end of Brothers: Whoa, A Tale of Two hey, Sons. Hey, come on. Not Nancy boy. Hey. <laughs> I w- I'll have you know, on the flight to LA, I watched Lion and I was crying That's like a oh, baby. I watched it on the way back. Oh, oh I was bawling That's my a eyes tear out. Jerk of but eyes. for like lots of different reasons, yeah. like one, like crying because not just because of the sad stuff, the, the fact the family the who take him in as well. Like, yeah, to have the heart. To it's take a brilliant film. In. Yeah, not a good film to watch on a flight though. Mm. I remember when they were like PRing that film and they were selling it very much on the angle of like the Google Earth movie. Yeah, really. And it's just like it's the least important. <laughs> Exactly, element yeah. of I that story I don't know shit about that film there's that one oh, bit right. where that guy is basically promoting Google Earth yeah. to him as well he I know uses Google Earth to like find out where he came from in India oh. he like he, like, he gets lost like, when he's a yeah, kid when he's a kid mm. he gets on a train by accident and just goes throughout the night and oh. ends up way far away from his where he's born um, 80,000 kids a year go missing in India yeah <laughs> That's, that's funny, We've come a know? long way yeah. from a way, way out. out. But that, this yeah, was my favourite surprise. My this meaningful conversation on the IGN UK podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. my favourite thing about the fact that this is from the brothers guy is that it shows like what a weird niche hard-on the developer has for co-op <laughs> games. Like, because brothers is a weird co-op game where you play both brothers on the same controller. Say we, okay. we have sometimes a weird niche hard and that, and that works successfully, right? Yeah, it's great. Like, because okay. it's one thumbstick and one trigger each. Yep. Right. So you've got them like got moving around the environment doing different things, okay. but it's always simple controls. Right, okay. Um, it's got that sort of uh, Mario idea of like, 
They just do one idea all the time, and then it's another thing, and it's another thing, and it's another thing. You go like rope climbing and stuff right. with them. It's amazing. I was going to say because I tried to play snipper clips once with controlling both players. Oh, no, don't bother. Fucking impossible. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> the most miserable experience. <laughs> I do not play well, this game is supposed like to be fun and hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to eat my own horse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fun and hilarious about that. I tell you. Uh, but yeah, so basically, he loves co-op. I don't understand why, but I'm happy that he does. Yeah. I'm excited for this game. I'm very excited. Um, my biggest, my favourite surprise was Mario Plus Rabbits, which is how you officially say that game, Kingdom Battle. Do you actually have to say Plus? Well, that's, Do they how, say plus? that's what they say in Plus. Um, but is it, shouldn't it not be and? Well, bringing they, the franchises they together. Do an, well, they're adding them. Mario oh. Cross and, Rabbits. Yeah, it's Mario no, plus these ampersand, Rabbits guys. It's not an ampersand. Like, it's, it's Plus. Oh, I actually thought it looked really good. I think it looks fantastic. Apparently, so, apparently it's great to play as well. I was going to say, sell me on this because I watched Rory play it for about 20 minutes and I was bored to tears. Oh, do you know what? I do not think if you watch most strategy games, you'd be bored Absolutely. to tears. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sell me on this. Well, I didn't get to play it, so I, I probably can't do a capable job as Rory. Yeah. But we found about found out about this game in the worst way through a yeah. sales deck written by people who probably don't really get what that game is. We made mm. fun of it on this very podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we did also say it was a sales presentation. You did. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a weird niche hard on for sales presentations. Um, and to see it presented by, obviously, Eve and Miyamoto, and then to see the developer in the audience who spent the last three years of his life making this game, seeing Miyamoto present his yeah. game... It was obviously a profoundly emotional moment, and I really felt for the guy because it's like what a crazy, beautiful moment to have Miyamoto, probably the, one of his biggest heroes, presenting his own game. That, Sitting like five yards away from me, that dude was. As he was well. crying. He had the tears. Crying. He was taking all the credit and glory <laughs> for it. So how are you doing? Come on, mate. Um, and but to see it in action, like I thought it, I thought it looked lovely. I thought yeah. the, the world design looked great, mm-hmm. and. I like the idea, like Mario's had a long history of like genre jumping and appearing in different types of games. And the fact that it's out in August, like I'm really excited to play it. Well, I thought when they were and talking about, because they were calling it an RPG, or at least the leaks were all calling it an RPG, weren't they? Yeah. And it's not that. It's a, No, it's, it's not. XCOM <clears throat> tactical yeah. turn-based strategy, which is mad. Like, tile, like a tile strategy game with what looked like proper XCOM-y mechanics. Like, yep. oh, yeah. like individual abilities mixing with sort of like cover-based shooting and stuff. But there's like really interesting stuff in yeah. there. Because I was worried that it was just going to be... And flanking and cover and all yeah. those sort of elements. I thought it was going to be like Mario and Luigi RPG style yep, stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. And that, no one wants different people in those games. So yeah. it makes perfect sense that yeah. actually they would never create I, I, I never really got into the XCOM games. Like no. I, 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 I've tried, but I've kind of bounced off them. Something about it being wrapped in that skin, mm. I find way more inviting. I like it. XCOM feels very intense yeah. and fierce oh, to it's me. horrible. And off-putting, whereas that's kind of lovely. And there's a Halloween world. So yeah. well Imagine it. if there's permadeath. <clears throat> Imagine oh if, if Luigi it, Rabbit that, can uh, get a big uh, hole for his skull. Off, you start off as all the regular Nintendo characters, and if they die, they come back as rabbits. Just endlessly repopulating. Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> and they become more and more, like, wacky. That would be really I'm curious um, how tired... <laughs> 
This is a bit of red sellotape to his head. Just like (laughs) flaps of Mario's dead skin all over his face. Hashtag sassy. Just the blood streaming down like Carrie. Hashtag sassy. Just splattered in brains. (laughs) Kill kill me. The rabbit just coming really close to the switch. Kill me on your commute. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm curious to see how deep this game gets. Like, oh, like how how shallow it is to begin with, and how deep it can truly yeah, get. Because obviously, the, it's got to be well, child friendly well, to a degree, hasn't it? Th- yeah, does it? Like, Apparently, it's, it's quite like, difficult. Yeah, well, even maybe there's an easy yeah. mode. That's the thing, yeah. though. I do. I know, like, some kids will get into it, but I do wonder, like, kids just balance off that because, yeah. like, but kids aren't but going you, by genre. And they don't care after they've bought the game. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, kids like lots of different stuff. Like, they get into weird stuff like that. I played Shining Force when I was little, and that's basically the same game. Yeah, probably imposing my preconceptions on that situation. I think kids are smarter, or at least... My nephew got bored of Minecraft. What? Um, but that was That's when he was to play when he was too young. Like right. he got really into it a bit later. I think I've told this story before on this podcast. But he, his mum was once saying to me, like, "Oh, show Uncle Daniel, um, you play Minecraft." And he booted up. I and thought he, you were going to say he booted his PC <laughs> over. out of the window. <laughs> no. he, he turned it on and he, he just dug himself into a big hole and then got sad and turned it off. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, he didn't really know how to use it at the time. Oh, bless. Um, <laughs> Just a game where you dig yourself into to holes. A hole and got depressed. Oh. I was like, yep, welcome to my life, son. And she was like, you, you fucked that up, didn't you? Son. Uncle Daniel's not going to be interested anymore. Yeah, boot you out of the window, son. <laughs> Reggie Perrin, the game. <laughs> he loves that, Reggie Perrin Simulator 2004. <laughs> uh, right, that was my favourite surprise, and I thought it was very lovely. Mm. Joe, what was your favourite surprise? Monster Hunter World. World. Yes, 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 so, yes, yes. I thought you were down on this at one point. Uh, the trailer, this is actually, so mm. the surprise isn't that it was announced. The surprise is that it turns out it's really fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, this is actually a good, like, 180. Not yeah. 180 is a bit extreme. 90. Yeah. Um, the trailer worried me because it introduces stealth, which has never been in a Monster Hunter game. It's not like a deal at all. Uh, it had, like, a grappling hook mechanic that looked sort of. Like, it made everything easier. The whole point of Mm. Monster Hunter is that it's really fucking hard and, like, just refuses to give you what you need most of the time. So success feels like a huge deal. Um, It it showed all these things. A scout flies, as we found out they're called, which are essentially, like, clouds that show you the way to the monster you're trying to hunt, which is usually... You go out in the world, you hunt it down, you throw a paintball at it. The paint can fall off it, so you have to paintball it again mid-fight later on. Like, it's... (laughs) It, it never gives you what you want. And so I was looking at it just like... And they didn't really show any of the good stuff. Like, the combat, didn't, they didn't show very much of, apart from a bit where they were shooting a machine gun, which looked mad. Yeah. Um, I like that now. Uh, there's, so all these elements that didn't feel Monster Hunter-y, and they, they were all rumours beforehand, and I was definitely coloured by the rumours that internally they were unhappy with this game already before okay. they announced it, and they were making a new one for Switch. I don't think any of that's true. I think that's just made up bullshit, but it's hard to get that out of your head. So I was watching it going, oh no, it's all come true. Like they're announcing a home console game that's sort of neutered for stupid Western gamers. Right. Behind closed doors, they did a single player demo and a multiplayer demo. And I went into those and came out like absolutely ecstatic. It, lots of people did. It's like, crazy how good it looks. Um, yeah, like Jose 
Jose, I, I spoke to Nathan from Edge Magazine. Mm. He was well into it. Like, Jose came back from his appointment, sat me down, told me everything, and then told me he'd made an appointment for me to go and see oh, it. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. like, what a lovely man Jose is. And He's leaving our gym, but he's a lovely man. Quick round of applause. Yeah. Well done, mate. Um, yeah, it's just... So, first off, it looks like a proper Monster Hunter game. So, it's got the basic stuff, like... And I know this this is ridiculous. I'm really excited that you still have to sharpen your weapons. (laughs) Um, So I'm into that. But the major change is that instead of... So Monster Hunter, if you don't know, you always take a quest, go to an area where that quest will be, and then that area is split up into usually about 10 distinct zones, and you travel between them. So it's almost like when you leave one area, you fast travel to the next area. This one is the first time they've got fully seamless hunting zones, and they're like two to two and a half times bigger than they used to be, which completely changes how the game works because in Monster Hunter, if a monster runs away, it will run to the edge of an area and disappear. If you run away, you disappear and it it follows, but it will follow slowly and you've got time to drink a potion and stuff. In this one, they showed a T-Rex literally chasing a guy from one side of the map to the other side of the map and then picking him up and throwing him uh, off a cliff. And so it changes the dynamic of how you hunt. And also their big thing is... I did an interview with them. The most interesting part of this is, I was like, so why now? You know, you've made, you've had home console, these home consoles for years. Why suddenly change from the handhelds? Mm. And he goes, it's not really about the graphics. It's the fact that we want to make like really complex ecosystem AI. Right. So they need the processor. Yeah. So, so they need like computing power strong enough to power, so the way they describe it is, these would feel like real living places even if you weren't there. So all these monsters hunt each other and like live off the land That's properly. Cool. Uh, so they showed an example of uh, this thing called a Great Jagras, which is like this big lizard walks up to an Aptonoth, which is sort of a Stegosaurusy thing. You just swallows. No. I know, right? <laughs> I um, love it. I absolutely swall- love it. Swallows it like detaches its jaw, swallows it oh, whole. Its ta- tail's like flicking oh. out of its mouth. Swallows it down. They stalked it back to its uh, nest, and it sicks up a big bit of meat for its pack, and like its whole pack runs in and eats the meat. And there's all these little interactions. So there was one bit where there was a, like the uh, the big T Rex guy, the Andronath, fell over, um, like stunned, and suddenly all these little creatures, which was too scared to take it on when it was up, like run in, start oh nipping God. at it, and like that sounds weird. There's all these interactions. Like it feels like and the whole thing's about hunting, and it feels like you're actually in a place where you would go hunting. How now. does the system like prioritize in that situation? Say, for example, you're trying to hunt it as well as these. Would they all just gang up together, or would they see you? So that's it. So the idea is that. It's constantly, I mean, I don't think this is it's as simple as this, but mm. th- from what I saw, it's constantly prioritizing targets. Yeah. So there are, <coughs> there are modifications to this. Like the, the T-Rex guy has a state in which he hates you and will follow you forever. Oh and that's peculiar to him. So the idea is it creates oh that Jurassic Park moment of yeah. being chased <clears throat> by a T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. But we saw a three-way fight where... The T-Rex was there. The Jagras, which is that big lizard thing, comes in and they start having a fight. And the T-Rex is like fucking it up. But then a Rathlos, which is like what, a giant dragon that's been in every single Monster Hunter okay. game, flies in because they're in their, its nest. And it's hmm. furious that they're in its nest because it's got eggs and stuff. Yeah. It flies in, fucks up the tiny little Jagras. Yeah. That runs off. And then it starts a fight with the T-Rex because it knows which one it needs to get rid of in right. order. Okay. And then it just picked up the fucking T-Rex and dropped it off a cliff, which I've never seen in a game before. T-Rex has fallen off cliffs. It's great. Um, yeah, you can tell. I'm really excited. Yeah. I cannot I'm, fucking I'm, wait. So 
I've never like I'm not going to pretend like I tried to like get into Monty mm, yeah. in a huge way. I've played him a few times, uh, but I've never like had people to play with. Yeah, and I would like a mentor. And I think having well, well, well. <laughs> but having four player. And yesterday, um, we were talking. Capcom just did this like stream of four player multiplayer. Mm. It looks incredible. Yeah, like doing yeah. it with three other people looks awesome. Like so much fun. Like everyone doing like different things. Yeah. Well, that's that's the beauty of it is. <clears throat> In the same way as other games, sort of choosing classes with abilities and stuff, you don't. You your class only changes based on what weapon you use, and all fourteen weapons. It's essentially like choosing different fighters in a fighting game. Yeah, like they're so different and so in depth that really, in the course of any one Monster Hunter game, I'm only ever using two weapons for like two hundred, three hundred hours, and ten, you know, twelve other weapons I never use. Mm. Um, but they all serve different pu- purposes. So there's like. There's one called a hunting horn, which is a hammer, but it's also bagpipes. And <laughs> all right, back to that one. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, and it's like that's the. Support. I'm going to be in the, in the trees doing morale. <laughs> but yeah. is, no, but that's it. It's the support class. So what you do is everyone else is battering people, and you're standing on the edge just playing tunes on your fucking bagpipes to so, give everyone else like damage and defense buffs and stuff. And you've got to learn. You've got to learn the inputs, oh, like a God. musical instrument, like little songs. It's incredible. Um, Who were you on, Dale? I've never heard about a hammer with an octave range before. Yeah, What's I know, going it's on? amazing. You used to work in the trades. <laughs> yeah, I know. never had one of those hammers. I've got a selection of hammers, but that's not one of them. Oh, I'll tell you. Um, but Mod uh, is also like famous for being shit at multiplayer. It makes it an absolute faff. And in this game, it's drop in, drop out. So you can just shoot up an SOS flare and your friends can join automatically into any quest. It also used to separate single-player and multiplayer quests and it doesn't do that anymore. So it's just, if you're out on a quest and you want some help, you can tell the game that you want help and then your friends Mm. can come in. It's like... It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I've never played a single second of Monster, oh, but so I, I do want to try this. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Like, check out. hopefully, well, they're definitely doing it playable at Gamescom. Yeah. But, oh, sweet. So, well, let's get in on that. Exactly. Yeah, like, a bit of four I, want to, I want to make a little hunting party and like just have some fun. It'll be great. Let's go kill some dinosaurs. Um, oh, it's going to be the best thing Oh, it's like I feel shit now because we've gone from our favourite surprises to our biggest disappointments <laughs> yeah we haven't like this. we've not really got the cadence no, but then we'll of this win it, right we, we'll, we'll win it back we'll at the end back, shit yeah. sandwich mate yeah, shit, shit sandwich. sandwich right ready for the big old shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> right uh, first off Dale I'm going to come to you okay. what's your big old disappointment my big old disappointment was there was no Final Fantasy 7 remake at E3 so catch me up on this like they just Giving up now, aren't they? <laughs> but the, the thing was, they're right, still hiring for it. They, like, uh, they, 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 they just announced this. What was this two years ago? Uh, they showed oh, gameplay three? two years ago. They showed uh, like 2015. Um, what's it called in December? PS X. Like, I love that they show that two years ago. That'll keep the little yeah. SOBs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then they, then the whole thing about the episodic thing came out, and that made me think, all right, okay, it's taking a long we're, time. But we're going to get a chunk. But we're going to get something, like, within the next couple of years. Long. And what? Yeah, so far. It's, it's turning out to be, like, every Final Fantasy game is just delayed forever. I know, it? and, like, it kind of rubs salt in the wound that we get yeah. the whole Shadow of the Colossus remake trailer. Yeah. That'd be crazy. The Have they announced just... when that's coming out? Shadow no, no, no yeah. they haven't at all. I think it's it, might, it might be before it. That would be crazy. I like, think they said 2018. Yeah, I would assume, yeah. yeah. But the Final Fantasy VII thing, like maybe we'll get some in a TGS. We probably will, or Gamescom, or some, or something down the line. Maybe PSX again. A Tokyo just, Game Show, I think. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll show did, it. Did I say, yeah, I said TGS. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, I thought you sorry, said something sorry, yeah. else. My bad. I mean, that, that's what you'd imagine, right? But I just felt like E3 was a big occasion, and Sony yeah. definitely could have done with, uh, I think, uh, extra, something uh, else. Something, a little bit of extra. And mm. I think, like, a few minutes of gameplay of that, 
and just a confirmation just a of it's people. come in, it's come in, this is when it's coming. Look at this. Because like, as a kid, I played through Final Fantasy VII like three or four times, what? like 100 hours a time. Yeah, I was obsessed with that game. And the Eldale. It's not... That was even before they put achievements in it. Yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, you should see me on Tony Hawk's too, mate. Every gap, got every gap on that. Didn't even need trophies in them days. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> in, the, in those days, achievement was enough to make me feel. Before <laughs> <laughs> my virtual trophies came along. Always need to clear them out. They put any sort of inbuilt achievement system into a game, Jesus then yeah, Christ. that drives me. And just on a tangent, I read a really interesting Reddit post yesterday about like a guy complaining that if you put something in a game that lets you succeed better, he will do it until it's done, which meant he had to give up on the Deus Ex games because they give you XP for hacking into every single computer in that game, and there's like thousands. Okay. And he just got halfway through and was like, I give up, I can't not do this. Like, he was compelled. I was like, oh my God. there's someone more fucked up than Dale. <laughs> that's like me with the volume turned up to 10. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Uh, what were we even talking about? Final Fantasy VII, yeah. right, a remake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I was really hopeful. I felt like there was enough buzz of, there's enough word saying that we might get something at E3. So I'd really got my hopes up high that we're going to see it. And for me, it's just getting to see what they've done, like how they've remade this game into the, I know we've got glimpses of it, but I want to see like a lot more of that. I want to see outside of Midgar and things like that. That, Shenmue 3. Oh, fuck Shenmue 3. Project Rap Rabbit. <laughs> None of these things you want are ever going to be as good as you want them to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. Or even come out. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's like, more curiosity at this point. I just need to know. Like the Resident Evil 2 remake, I just need to know. I need Shenmue to know what it looks like. Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be a absolute fucking crash. crash. Shenmue 1 and 2 aren't even that good. No, most so. no well, I think there's a reason they've never remastered yeah. it. If so you want Shenmue, just play Yakuza. It's good Shenmue. Or just... You've grown up now. Go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> just go, go drive a forklift, Go work in nerd. Japan if you want. Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's basically the go outside there's yeah, a real world yeah. outside I am Agman. outside mum <laughs> game got, boy innit I've got a job in Japan well yeah, yeah you might have finished work mum I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, school all day I've got, got this now lift driving to do got two bosses have I um, right my one is no virtual console announced for Switch now it sounds a bit churlish because Nintendo gave us lots of nice little announcements new Metroid game coming there's an amazing Mario game coming in a few um, yeah. few months. But it just feels like... I love the Switch, and there's good games coming out for it every month. But still no word on online service right. or just old games. Like, they've got them. Why? Like, I just wanted to download some. I want to buy some right now. I'll give you my money right well, now. What about, like, on the Wii? I spent loads of money on virtual console yeah. games. And obviously that's a long-standing like, thing, I, but not getting know, to transfer that over from generation to generation. Oh, they're never going to... Yeah. yeah. They know that they can rinse you on every generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. they'll never take that away. Unless they, like, switch over. And, they, it's like, you know, they made some murmurings before E3 that they're going to, like, do this, like virtual library collection thing and it's not you know they said it's been delayed but it's kind of faintly ridiculous yeah. that Imagine, we've bought a console the raw console we still don't know what any of this stuff is going yeah. to be imagine yeah. if they were going to announce it like today and then yesterday they brought out that Sega Forever thing and oh, apparently God, it's yeah. a bag of shit is it <laughs> like, oh yeah apparently right. it's so like apparently it's an emulator worse than most Sega emulators oh on the internet. Oh, my God. Um, and they made touch controls yeah, as well. Yeah, and Nintendo just goes, oh, fuck, fuck that in the bin then. <laughs> Let's work this out. <laughs> but they had got Virtual Console working before, so yeah. I don't see what the big I, issue is. I would just yeah. love to have like a little tile on my Switch homepage that is like a little like mm. tray full of SNES cartridges. Mm. 
just do that. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Especially after this, all the success of, uh, success of the NES Mini yeah. as well. Like, I wonder, think, like, I, the only thing is, like, do they want to make it a more, like, comprehensive offering than what it would have been originally? That's my only mm-hmm. hope, that they could have brought it out and it'd be like, here's Virtual Console, as you kind of had it on Wii U, they're variously priced, there's all this stuff, or they're going to come back with a super premium way of presenting it all. They might if it just, is that, be brilliant. They might have just been holding it for Gamescom. Yeah. Like, what else do they have to announce at Gamescom? Yeah, I'd also yeah. look at their whole strategy now. They just do, they do little announcements whenever they want. Yeah, and they really <coughs> seem to be shortening the the time length of them. time yeah. you have to yeah. wait for anything. They're just like, oh, it's like out like a couple of months. Yeah, don't worry about it. I just think it's a it's weird that they they will announce this big new stuff, but just like little fundamental stuff like that yeah. is still unknown. Mm. But you beautiful bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's your biggest disappointment? Skull and bones. Um, oh. Okay. Skull so, and bones. So what part of it was disappointing? Obviously, you're not a fan. No. But what point were you... Was there a point where you were ever on board with this oh, idea? I, I was on board. What made you walk and, the plank? And, and some people think this show's scripted. <laughs> there have been, been rumours about them making a proper pirate-focused game after Assassin's Creed Black Flag for, what, three years yeah, yeah. now? Was Black Flag even out then? I don't know. Something Ages. Like yeah. and, it's, been while, yeah. it's been more than that, actually. And just to see it and go, they fucking done it! There's a pirates game! Yeah. And then you realise... You're the shit. <laughs> like, I'm not a pirate, I'm a ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, going, do you get our email about why people like Black Flag? Yeah. Like, oh, great. I get, get to choose what sloop I'm in. Yeah. Great. That's the, what I want. The, not the pirate's life of treasure seeking. Yeah. The way they teed it up with the, they were like, the, the, the fantasy of becoming the world's most kind of notorious pirate. Yeah. No, yeah, it's no. for honor, but you're a boat. Like, <laughs> oh, just, it's such a fundamental misunderstanding of what everyone liked about Black Flag's com- yeah. combat. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed being, a, like, maneuvering my yeah. pirate ship, doing, like, being quite a ship. As, as being <laughs> a ship. As part of an experience. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But then I got to leave the thing, and they carry on, and I fucking board them and, like, stab and up a Commodore, well. go underwater. Uh, I think it's very unfortunate timing, just with uh, that great Sea of Thieves uh, uh, gameplay demo that we got, and then once Which is the ultimate that, pirate fancy. Twitter yeah. getting pissed. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, oh. Like, I did a 180 on that game. Like, I played it at Gamescom last year, could not give a fuck about that game. Mm. And then I saw that gameplay demo, I was like, okay, now we're talking, yeah, I'm yeah. on board. And then we see, <laughs> then we see Skull and Bones, we're like, mm, but Sea of Thieves was just over there, and that was a lot better. And, and Twitter was going nuts. It's like, oh, they just killed Rare because the because everyone on PS4 is going to have their pirate game. It's like, they're so... Do you want a 5v5 competitive multiplayer game? So there are elements that I'm interested in. Like, just today, they said, there's definitely a story campaign. Don't worry about it. And it sounds as though... Basically, to me, it sounds like it's going to be Pirate Destiny. So right. I think it's okay. focused on the idea of being a pirate gang and going out and doing multiplayer stuff. But there is... It's a shared world and all that stuff. And I think... The idea is you'll have a series of piratey missions, which will probably end with the Kraken that we saw at the end of the right, presentation. Yeah. Like PvE stuff, which I'm fine with that. Still not being a pirate, though, no, is it? No. Like, it's just being a boat. PvE. <laughs> yeah. That's right, it's all PvE. Oh, really. yeah, crazy. Yeah. My life. Oh. Sometimes He's like that in the tavern. He's like, sometimes PvP, sometimes PvE. <laughs> you don't, that's it. You don't fucking, it's a pirate's life for you me. You don't hear yeah. shanties about horde mode, do you? Like, fucking, yeah. that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Found a treasure full of XP. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Oh, sweet. I got plus five pillaging on my side. 
sales. <laughs> what, what game was that they were demoing? Was it Anthem? Where oh. they got the boys chat and someone's it's like, oh, you get some like sweet that. XP for that headshot. It's always like that when, when they all like jump <laughs> so in and like, hey, how you doing? It's never like, oh, fuck, I can't find my bus. Oh, I need my charging cable. <laughs> when, have you, when have you ever played a multiplayer game with friends and gone, uh, we should do that. I really want to do that place, but we'll wait for Kim because he's underleveled. No, yeah. you're going to fuck, fuck off Kim. the fuck underleveled. Kim. Kim, get out. Kim, you scrub. Come back when Kim, you go. Kim, go have your tea. Yeah. <laughs> and they wait for Kim. Yeah. Fuck off. That's a big blue cave. He's grinding for two minutes. This is dead time in this Xbox conference. Yeah. It's yeah. weird how little we've all as a group <coughs> talked about Anthem. Yeah, even though I, I, thought it I feel amazing, like it seems yeah. it feels so intangible right now yeah, to me. I do like agree. I know what you mean. Like I, I, I love the idea, like look of it, and when he was like flying around this big prehistoric world, mm. it looked cool as hell. And, oh, yeah, yeah, well of playing that, but it's because it feels so unreal to yeah. me. Like it feels like it's, I don't get excited about that. For that. It feels like it's really far away. I, I can't even remember. Yeah. Well, I just we show that like scene in the market, which. This feels like a BS shot. Like yeah. I know they're saying that it's showcasing the Scorpio, but like <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know. It just looks too good to yeah. be like in game. I love that we're still calling it the Scorpio. I know. By the way, yeah. that'll take a while. Um, it's a better name, well, and it's a crap name, but it's a better name. After the we conference, said, so I spent the next week just saying Scorpio all the time. Yeah, we, used to, we said that with Natal, didn't we? I did that for ages. Did you? Well, yeah. the Neo that got dropped immediately. He said PS4 Pro straight away. Yeah. I feel like I oh, forgot yeah. it was called the yeah. Neo. Exactly. Fair play. Because yeah. I guess Pro just feels more logical. It just makes yeah. sense. Why don't uh, we call it the Elite? I feel like oh, it's because they already have an Xbox One Elite model. Do they? It's just got one terabyte hard drive in the standard mm. unit. Not very they, elite. Kind of, they kind of shot themselves in the foot using yeah. that so early. Yeah. Yeah. I had to write the words Xbox One X exclusive today, and it oh, made me so. sick. Why was it every time it said exclusive? Why was it not exclusive? exclusive. Take the E off the front. Extreme. Well, it's not the Come 90s, on. mate. No, 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 no they're still playing Final Fantasy VII in your head. It would have fit in the brand. It would have fit with the branding. It just feel. But I, when they announced that, it did feel like it felt like a very 90s announcement. Like mm. I thought he was going to do like the X Men yeah. arms, like Dermot O'Leary on the X Factor. Oh, man. Just grow up. Well, me and Rory, grow were doing, up. <laughs> me and Rory were doing lots of exhibit quotes in the audience. The X go nice. give it to you, etc. That sort of. It was all good jokes. All good jokes. Good stuff, yeah. man. <laughs> but, but like, I'm already You're not laughing now. You had to be there. You had to be there. Actually, like. I read an interview with um, Phil Spencer on Eurogamer and like it's right like no one's gonna, everyone's just going to call it the Xbox yeah whatever nobody's going to care about name. nobody cares about names like a few months in mm. once they're just normalised do you not feel like you call a PS4 Pro PS4 Pro I would probably you? do because I don't have one but I mean like even the X like it won't yeah. have a ring to it like it would just be yeah. its name in a few I months suppose, like, yeah yeah like names are never as important in like the moment unless they're really bad yeah Wii U. I've really been enjoying my <laughs> Nintendo NX recently, so it's good. <laughs> Play the crap out. Although, when we all heard Switch, we all thought, that's a good name. Yeah. Oh, Switch is, is a good yeah. Switch was one immediately. Yeah, like, that's, that's, really like, that's good, good branding. Yeah. And, like, like the logo. Well done. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Don't know. Skull and Bones. You know what I've never thought, actually, just whilst we're like not talking about anything that we're talking, meant to be talking about. The Switch, is that the first name that doesn't necessarily make sense in Japan? Is it Western-focused? Like the first yeah. Nintendo name? Because they have the word Super. I suppose, yeah, to them it's just a name. It's GameCube. not the, the word Switch doesn't correlate. Was it called, yeah, was it called GameCube? But I guess what it signifies, I wonder what the connotations mean, yeah. I guess. 
Anyway. Because a cube is a cube. Yeah. Write in with your thoughts. <laughs> well, if you speak Japanese, write in. If you don't... But we, Shh, just piss off and play like, Shenmue again. Like, if, you, if you don't speak Japanese, you can write again. in. Mum, I'm writing about Japanese to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, I'll come down later. I'm, I'm grinding so I can play with my friends. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, announcement going Kim on. you will come for dinner oh my god back to Kim again <laughs> it's all interconnected guys I've got a really high light level this we're not playing Destiny anymore Kim we're all playing Anthem this is the IGN UK cinematic yeah. universe Kim's at the centre of it Kim Kim you She's scrub. the key Kim, Kim is the key Kim, Kim you beast Kim you beast <laughs> god that's such an in joke um, right so those are our biggest disappointments. Oh yeah, the big long shit is now over. Yeah, mm. um, it's a long shit. We're going to get up and we're going to refresh ourselves with a nice little announcement that went under the radar. Mm. Yeah. Dale. Uh, so I think it didn't necessarily go under the radar, but they announced during a Sony conference a game called The Inpatient, and at the start of it, they announced it was a section where they announced like loads of yeah. So games. that was I think that was part of the problem because they were just bang bang bang, and there was a lot of them that you could easily forget about, and this one just looked like. A horror VR game and it was the only thing that caught my eye was super massive logo at the start and they're the guys who made it until dawn it wasn't until after I got out of press conference got back to the war room people were talking about it turns out it was actually a prequel to until dawn yeah leave game. with that yeah they never mentioned it they're apparently set 60 years before until dawn and 60 the, years 60 years they're so, all going to be minus 40 years old <laughs> did you play uh, is that <laughs> they're right all, <laughs> I don't know they're all like 20 aren't they they're all spending the weekend together yeah. again yeah <laughs> but did you did you play Until Dawn no so there's a whole section when you're in uh, like a derelict uh, hospital I guess no it's spoilers called. and uh, so I won't say anything but it's like an old derelict hospital that's been shut down for years and years so that's the hospital you're in mm. during this game and it's a like psych for mental patient, patients or something like that they didn't really say anything apart from that that connected it to the Until Dawn universe, so you'd never know unless you knew the exact name of that place. Mm. And this is a VR game. But this is a VR game, yes. Which, but I just thought it was fascinating that they never mentioned it because there's a lot of fans of Until Dawn out yeah, there. Yeah, like, you, you really want to like, I don't know if sometimes... You shouldn't do this as E3, but like obviously some game fans will recognise studio names, but I think... Obviously, the mainstream don't at all. Yeah, I think course, yeah. mainstream people don't even know what publishers publish what games. I'd mm. definitely forgotten who Supermassive was. Yeah, yeah. like and that was one of the first things they've done of like considerable known mm. success. But they, they in that section were doing three games. Weren't yeah, they? so they did. Uh, I don't know if it was during the press conference. They Sony did a little bit beforehand, didn't they? Or was it? After oh yeah, they were announcing stuff but, beforehand. Where um, they did like Nat Two for release date. So when I was watching the video earlier, that. <laughs> when I was watching the video earlier for the Impatient, I saw another one come up saying Hidden Agendas. So. I don't know what this is. Clicked on that, and there's another Supermassive game they announced over E3. And this one looks really cool. It looks like, plays a lot more like Until Dawn, and the same sort of premise and ideas about decision-making and whatnot. But it's like combined with this, uh, so you know, like the Jackbox games, like Quiplash yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So you've got this yeah. whole, like four people can play with their phones as controllers. Oh, and one of you trying to sabotage really it. trying yeah. to push the PS Link thing. Yeah, and you're all making decisions, like, so you come up with a decision and you can all like vote on the decisions and stuff. Hmm. But it seems like, not just like the Telltale games where they have that mechanic, it seems like far more in depth, like there's mini games while you're doing this. Like your one person will get tasked with doing one thing and no one else will know about it ah, while the nice. game's going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. They didn't go into great specifics and details of that, but it just sounds like a really cool idea. And they also did a third game, which is like, so from, right, it's like the quite generic cover-based shooter. Don't know. I'm not sure about that. VR. No, I, might have I that think one. you're right, though. I think there I was think, another Supermassive game. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I'm not making that up. But it's like, I love that conversation. They're going, okay, can you, can you make us Until Dawn 2? 
Or, <laughs> or we can do three. Yeah. <laughs> we can do three Actually, VR do games. four if you well, want. The, the two do until dawn, and basically right. until dawn. One's a VR spin-off, then like the Russian Blood yeah. thing. Yeah, we do. We we got these four VR games because yeah. you know what? We're taking a big break after that one. Why? You see the textures in until dawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is it not called Until Dawn: The Impatient? It's good. It's a good point. It's I good wonder point. if Until Dawn just didn't sell well enough yeah, that they maybe. think it's actually going to do better but as I, new I IP. I thought it did though. Like, I got the impression that it was a bit of a sleeper hit. It was. I um, mean, a sleeper like it was a surprise critical success. Yes, but yeah. I let's face it, it none of us as well. None of us have the information to make this no. judgment. Oh, at it's all. pure speculation. I reckon they're obviously making a lot of games so yeah good but the but the, but the <laughs> Russian blood thing they attach the Until Dawn name to so there must yeah. have been some value to yeah. it at some point to do that but maybe at the end of the impatient it goes Until Dawn and then you're like bye here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye now I, either way though I really liked Until Dawn I know Lissia was a big fan as well so I was like the impatient I thought yeah it's cool and when I got back to the office I said to Alyssa about it and when she found out it was a well prequel to it she all of a sudden she was interested and excited you need, to get, like, you, need to, you need to reach these Sony need to give us give us this information up front you need to reach the Until Dawn ultras <laughs> yeah. right. I'll so, be on all the forums <laughs> Until Dawn forums, forums spreading the word <laughs> we call ourselves Dawners <laughs> I suppose uh, wait I and s- sometimes I stay up right through till morning <laughs> oh god <laughs> to show my loyalty <laughs> <laughs> a super massive British yeah they're from uh, they're in Guildford oh, mate go and get a job <laughs> alright <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, services are no longer required seem, I seem more keen on them yeah. than, <laughs> than your own work meanwhile IGN announced a couple of things a new TV show on the Disney oh, Channel yes uh, that was a under, the, under the radar yeah. <laughs> well he announced that during E3 but yeah mm. it's kind of a big deal yeah. none of us are fucking on it <laughs> well we're not I that mean, that's why <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for a call it's probably because uh, we keep saying did you not hear, on this podcast did you not hear well, our no. podcast last week the words bitch pussies were said about 13 times Ooh. not by me my friend not by me <laughs> um, yeah but apparently it's on like Disney at night like in the adult swim yeah, so it's, it's a bit more like Disney are doing like an risque. adult swim but risque but not yeah. not this risque yeah um, <laughs> This is the true IGN. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to listen to this. Um, okay, so my announcement going on the radar, it was so far under the radar, we didn't know what it was. Um, it was Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Oh, fuck, that oh was the God. one I was going to do. <laughs> so this was announced at Bethesda's conference, and even on IGN, there was a lot of confusion about whether yeah, this what, was what DLC yeah. or a standalone game. And what it is, is in this new new um, vein that Joe and I were sp- speaking about earlier today that we're kind of fans of is DLC but like it's bigger than DLC not bigger yeah. as uh, not a, a whole new game, game yeah. and priced somewhere in between it's so yeah. it's kind of like Lost Legacy it's an in-universe experience yeah. there like, you go uh, Infamous did that a few times didn't they do you remember oh they did, like The Last Light but they really last yeah light? First Light and first light. The, the Vampire one Russia no yeah. not Russia Blood uh, First Blood oh, we looked that like up that. yesterday because okay. it's got hilarious yeah Protagonist, but they released them where you didn't like, need the un- game. Under uh, Nightmare as well. Uh, under Nightmare, yeah, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. so like there's there's precedent for it. It's not, it's not breaking <laughs> new ground, but like um, it's. I think a really good idea because I think that, well, Dishonored Two didn't sell incredibly well. Yeah, and it's also like this is a really accessible way of getting into that world, and how, I'm sure Bethesda would like to think it's like an on ramp to other parts of that universe. It, it is weird because. The story bit. Well, yeah. Originally, everyone assumed it was a prequel as well. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, it's not. It's just, it's it's set <laughs> after the event, like quite seemingly quite away after the events of Dishonored Two. Right. So surely you're sort of spoiling the game. I mean, yeah. Dishonored Two was never going to end any other way than it did, really. But yeah. it's sort of a strange thing do, to go like this is the way in. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they actually believe that's going to be the case? Though, are people? I mean, they've made Dishonored for the first time with this. They've made a point of saying like we see this as a natural entry point to the series. Okay, well, like, other strange. than the it's first like, game yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the story at yeah. the start. Well, more than Dishonored One. One thought so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it, yeah, you're right. It's it's an interesting thing because we were talking about. I really like the first Dishonored. Well, I liked it enough, I and apparently it. the DLC was fantastic. Yeah. I just never bothered with it because no, like, never and I that. so like, often I don't finish Dishonored two either. I kind of yeah. Yeah. stopped halfway th- to, through it. Not that I enjoy it. Like it's an amazing game. Really. I think it's yeah. I thought it was one of the best games of last year. I go but back to that. even if they'd released DLC at this point, I'd probably be like, can't be bothered digging out my disc and like trying to. Find remember how everything worked. Yeah, the idea this is like it's like a weird psychological t- yeah, sort of like, smoothing that mm. happens when it's like it's a new game. Ooh, have a have some more. I'm like okay. Um, um, also, her powers look wicked. Um, her version of Blink is she. It's essentially Sombra's teleporter. You drop it and then you go do your stuff nice. and then you're like I'm gonna blink back. And so you can go through walls, which you can't do with the other characters. I think that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Like you're a so, fucking ghost. So you interested in this, Dale? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, oh, we're I back played, in the shit sandwich I know, again. I played Dishonored a little bit more. <laughs> I know I played Dishonored 1, and I started Dishonored 2. I played it for about an hour or so, and I just thought, this is not for me. And you don't see this as a convenient on-ramp to the series? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in the... We'll try to sell it to you. I'm not in the idea of trying to force myself to like games. You know, I kind of make a decision on it, and then mm. that's me done. And we're right down next to this one. Not for Dale. Boring. <laughs> um, Joe, have you thought of one yet? Uh, I'm going to say as a back Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no one pays attention to Spider-Man. Yeah. don't know if you saw this little thing called Spider-Man. I'm going to go super under the radar in that it was not announced at a conference that I'm aware of. Um, so there's a Danish developer called Knock Games who made two of my favourite Wii U games. Right. Um, I've been meaning to write a feature about them for about a year and still haven't gotten around <laughs> to it. Um, maybe now's the time. Yeah. They made a game called Spin the Bottle Bumpy's Party which is a party game that used all the Wii U stuff in better ways than Nintendo ever thought to do it. Really? To the point where, you know, Nintendo... Uh, the, the new patch. S- the Switch's new patch has a thing where it vibrates your controllers to mm-hmm. let you find them. Yeah. That's a whole mini-game in Spin the Bottle Bumpy's Party. Spin the Bottle well, Bumpy's Party. hide the, so, yeah, the gamepad? Yeah, so one... Uh, no, so it's Wii modes. Oh, it's on the... And you oh, just okay, hide right. them around the room. And then, like, they kind of vibrate and giggle in the corner, and everyone has to go around, like, fight, playing hide and seek. Joe's using nice. his pickup chicks. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, no, just me and my friend Pete played it for ages <laughs> in my flat once. Uh, he did a really. The best That's ever. That's two hours and one round of hide the sausage. Best ever hide. Shout out to Pete, who's not going to listen to this because he's not a nerd. Um, <laughs> fucking nerds. He, um, <laughs> Sounds like he's a nerd. He, um, <laughs> he's not. Listen to how acrobatic this is. He, um, he got. Acrobatics I had, nerd. I had one. Black shiny uh, no uh, uh, Wemo and he Kenneth and he turned it back like the front with the lights on like towards my black shiny kettle and it just sat nice. there vibrating in front of my kettle for like five minutes and I could not find it Truly he was camouflaged. losing his mind it was amazing you were just looking at the wrong angle yeah, like, like the fans like thirty percent. Like black. Uh, the other game they made is a game called Affordable Space Adventures, which is the best simulation of riding a shit spaceship you'll ever play. It's incredible. Um, you like it's essentially like a spaceship platformer, like stealth game almost. But you've got all the controls 
for your like co- like your cockpit on the gamepad on right. Wii U. Okay. And so you're constantly like, oh, this bit, I need an electric engine, not a fuel engine, like switching over all your systems. It's like being a shit Geordie LaForge. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so this company, I love them. Yeah. And I didn't know what they were doing. And it turns out they've really quietly made a s- sort of, I think it's a mini game collection, almost overcooked for PS4. But again, it uses the PS4 link thing, the oh, um, cool. using yeah, the phones. phones. Yeah. So the idea being that you don't need four controllers. You don't need like all this shit to play the game. Just one person downloads it. It's quite cheap, and everyone plays on their phones. Um, I haven't seen much of it, yeah. but knowing Napnock, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And I really want us all to play it in the office because I bet it's wicked. I love it when you, you can get your phones involved in games as well because it means that anyone can play. Like yeah. when my family's mm. around, they're not interested if I hand them a PlayStation. Exactly. Control. But as soon as I say you can play on the phones, they'll all have a go. Yeah, well, the, we, the, we talked the before about the Jackbox collection. It's, it's great. Really, yeah. it's great. I, yeah. I've got a group of friends who when we hang out now we always play that yeah. because they like the idea of playing games together but half the group can't oh, yeah. play games some, some, of, some of those games are tedious some some of oh them there's are some really shit. shit ones I mean all we really all we really <laughs> play, play is drawful. drawful is yeah. the best I think uh, Quiplash is really good Quiplash but is good. Like, yeah, it yeah. gets old but there's uh, one like, where it's like a quiz but it's like a murder mystery oh, I haven't done that one uh, I done oh one. it's abysmal there's a what's the one the one where you have to write like what a word means oh no there's like a you have to make up the mm. word to go with a definition and stuff and it's like boulder dash that's wicked yeah and just what what why you don't know jack yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's yeah. good um that was a really good announcement that went under the radar it was so beneath radar it, it wasn't it's, announced it's never even flirted with radar um so um i did i say what it was called it's called frantics there I love you did. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it was even off my radar. Yeah. Thank you. Now that is firmly on the radar. Um, no Stop keyword count. I'll say what I want, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and that was a bit of confrontation in honour of Gav, who's not here this week. Um, because he's not here, there's no keyword countdown. But that does not mean we are entirely quizless. Absolutely not. Yeah. I've got a game called Cade Yeager's Action Namer. <laughs> Dale, um, Dale ins- no, I'm not making a fucking jingle this week. No jingle. Just put a guitar Zing, lick or something. A I'm thinking guitars and harpsichord. <laughs> Jaeger! Um, yeah, that's there we a go. jingle. <laughs> so, Cade Jaeger, <clears throat> as if you don't know, is Mark Wahlberg's character in the Transformers franchise, which returns this week in cinemas. Four out of ten, according to Gav. Um, Cade Jaeger is one so of the right. stupidest names in a film that I can think of. Uh, yeah. Now, we've, we were talking about this in the office, Dale mm-hmm. and I, uh, and we realised that action films and action games always have this kind of flirt. Well, Cade Yeager is actually a bad example, but yeah. flirting with a normal name, but just cool enough to make it memorable. Yeah. Like, so some, some kind of examples that we thought of were like, well, you thought of Johnny Utah this morning. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Utah is a very good example. Uh, what's the, what's the one from that uh, 360 game? Fracture. Fracture. Oh, Jet Brody. Sergeant Jet Brody. <laughs> uh, this kind of thing. It's just like, it's like that flavor of America. Yeah. It's yes, just, it is kind of that. But there are like, some there are some foreign ones, as you'll find out in my quiz. None of that, mate. <laughs> <None of> that <laughs> foreign, on this podcast. Not anymore. <laughs> well, my Johnny Utah. I'm a Johnny English. So what I so what I've got is a selection of action movies and action games, all of which were released on Xbox 360, the home oh, of God. the stupid B movie <laughs> oh, action games. So what do, you, um, what do you want? What do you want, Joe? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what the game or movie was. So you've got a chance. If you just know oh. it, you win. 
And so we have the guess count. No, 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 oh, no. no. And then you get a choice of three names, oh, okay. and one of them is the oh, real so name. Okay. okay, this is a very well thought out quiz. Yeah, well absolutely done, right. Way better than that keyword countdown bollocks. Now I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start easy in Kate Yeager's okay. action namer. Okay. Yeager. And <laughs> this is uh, the quite shit uh, 360 action game, Army of Two. Oh god. Oh, now, suck. now. I'm making this easy. Yeah. One of these isn't real. Two are. So you've got to choose the one that isn't real. Army of two. <clears throat> Were the army of two made up of? Elliot Salem. Grant Brink. Or Tyson Rios. Grant Brink. Which one is isn't one real? Grant Brink is false. One of them's fake. It's uh, middle one. Can Brink. we say the same answer? Say again? Can we say the same Yeah, answer? of course you can. Uh, You're a yeah. team. This is co-op. I believe okay. that is. Yeah. yeah You're absolutely right. Yeah. Salem and Rios. <laughs> I, to, I reviewed the third one. Oh, it was awful. I, the pe- oh, is it the second Wait, one made people third, liked? Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't... The announcement at Gamescom, it was like... I think they just like... They knew it wasn't... What's it called? Army of 2-3? The Devil's Cartel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was really not very good at all. Yeah. I'm worried that because you got that so quickly that all of my made-up ones aren't going to be good I think enough. that's just because I... Reviewed that one. Do you remember not, Salem and Rios? I, when I heard them. Exactly, yeah, like, I didn't remember until you said it. True Lies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Oh, right. So what is it? Well, so all, all the rest are, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, usually it's the protagonist, I'll like tell I you if it's that. not. You're, I think you might get this again. Ooh. This is quite easy, right? Okay. James Fortress, Harry Tasker, yeah. Jack Tower. It's Harry Tasker. Yeah. It's Harry Tasker. Oh, you better not get all of these. <laughs> I was quite happy with some of my made up ones. I quite like James Fortress because yeah. it's like Fortress. <laughs> you say it different. Putting a, bit, putting a bit of a French spin yeah. on it. It's a bit of an international man in this series. There's an interesting subgenre to the names, which is Arnold Schwarzeneggers are always more American, like wholesome, normal oh, American well, like, than he'd his... ever be. Yeah. Well, like uh, John Kimball. John Kimball. Cop. He's got an Austrian accent. No yeah. one no ever questions one... it. I wouldn't let him nowhere near my kids. <laughs> You're John Trimble. No, Kimball. <laughs> All right. John <laughs> What's Fugitive? Oh. That's it's Kimball. A... Wait, in The Fugitive? With yeah. Harrison Ford? Yeah. I don't remember. And Hot Rod, he's Rod Kimball. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, it's all related, isn't it? But they're uh, American, not a guy, giant yeah, guy with Austrian accent. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I don't want a man who maybe killed his wife. <laughs> I obviously didn't understand the message of that film. Yeah. <laughs> the remake of Syndicate, Xbox 360, was the lead character, and remember, he's Agent, whatever these are, okay. if that helps, Agent Colton White, God. Agent Miles Kilo. Or Agent Aiden Crone? Uh, the first one? Colton White? Yeah. You gonna say Colton White? I'll go Colton White. Incorrect. It was Miles Kilo. <laughs> Miles fun Kilo. Bit of, fun bit of extra. Uh, Colton White's from Xbox 360 action game Gun. And Aiden Crone is the antagonist from 360 action game Time Shift. <laughs> so, just oh, Time all... Shift. I haven't heard that one in a long yeah. time. You're an unnamed oh. protagonist in Time Shift, so I had to go with the, the right. antagonist, oh, okay. Dr. Aiden Crone. Fuck it. Because it's like, like Crone is yeah. in time. Oh, yeah. I see what, oh, oh, bloody hell, mate. Cyborg. Jean Claude Van Damme. I think it's Jean Claude Van Damme I in Cyborg. I barely remember this film. Is it? This one's a bit easier. Sort of. Mr. Cyber. Pearl Prophet. <laughs> what? Prophet Pearl. <laughs> or Earl Roffet. Uh, 
I don't know. I feel like it should be the last one, but it's probably not going to be. So it's probably going to be Pearl Profit, maybe. Profit Pearl. You're going different? Yeah. It's Pearl Profit. Yeah. Well done, Dale. <laughs> Pearl Profit. He sounds like a stripper. That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> that <is> ridiculous. <coughs> Xbox 360 action game, Mind Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers Mind Jack? Like, just a little bit. Was the protagonist of that game called Jim Corbin, Marcus Farron, or JB May? Do you like my little... Is Jeremy Corbin? Jim Corbin. Right. <laughs> Jim Corbin, Marcus Farron, or JB May? Do you like it? Because it's like all the leaders yeah, of the political so parties. Marcus Farron. Marcus Farron. Jim Corbin. Oh, but it's spelled Corbin like Anton Corbin. Oh, like Dutch. Right, yeah. The film <laughs> Bloodsport. There's another John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, there's a lot of those on when you look up <laughs> when you look up action B movies. Uh, when you look them up, there's a lot of them. <laughs> Bloodsport. Was it Frank Katz? Frank Ducks? Or Frank Swans. Could be Frank Cats. Yeah, I reckon that. Frank one. Ducks. <laughs> D-U-X. Unbelievable. <laughs> they write anything, couldn't Frank they? Ducks. Underrated 360 action game. Fear. This guy ducks. I love Fear so much. Fear this is, is the yeah. antagonist. I think I'd get this one. Was the antagonist called Glyn's Pierre, Paxton Fettel? Or Turner Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> Turner Rubicon is brilliant. Okay. I'm imagining like the little juice drink. <laughs> Paxton like dog Fettel, drink. was it? Paxton Fettel. That sounds quite... They all sound shit, so it's really hard yeah. to distinguish one from Glyn's the other. Glyn's Pierre, Paxton Fettel, Turner Rubicon. I'm going to say Turner Rubicon because I really want it to be that. Paxton. It's Paxton Fettel. Glyn's Pierre was uh, an Uber driver I had once. <laughs> and, it's it. and it's all right, yeah. everyone. He keeps tabs on you I remember. All. I just remember him be, being called Glyn's Pierre and thinking, I wish I was called Glyn's Pierre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hard Target, B-movie. Was the uh, lead character in Hard Target called Victor Robrov slash Lafayette or Chance Boudreau? They all barely sounded like names. Can we have them again? Victor what? Rob. What? What was the role in the movie, sorry? Uh, protagonist. Protagonist, okay. I think, is it Van Damme as well? Uh, I did think that. I, I didn't think want to say that. God, he's versatile. <laughs> oh no, maybe it's the other one. Who's the, the, other one? Who's the, the muscles other one? from Brussels? Oh. Who's the muscles from Brussels? That's is Van that Van Damme? Van Damme. Van Damme. Yeah. Who's the knot that's him? <laughs> who are you what? thinking of? There's one of? who looks, who's just like him. The muscles from Dussels. <laughs> Dusseldorf. There's someone else. It might be him. Someone's going to write in. Victor Robrov slash oh, Dolph Lafayette. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, him. Are they the same? They're similar in my head. They're not. They're basically, <laughs> what he means, they're not Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sly Stallone. Yeah. yeah. But if you couldn't get them, they're Victor Robrov slash Lafayette or Chance Boudreau. I want it to be slash Lafayette. I'm going for Chance Boudreau. Chance Boudreau is correct. <sighs> He's so versatile. He's oh, really he's good. French. Yeah, he's good at this. <laughs> he gets it. Battlefield Bad Company. Protagonist. Uh, how about that game? Kane Vance, Preston Marlowe, or Conrad Crane? Preston Marlowe. Yeah, I was thinking Preston, Preston Marlowe. Yeah. What made you think that so suddenly? It sounded like it didn't sound too out there, I think. Mm. Marlowe, I don't know. I like, thought Conrad Marlo... Crane was all right. <laughs> I think the why alliteration. Is, why does Preston make me think mm. of war name? I know why Marlowe does. They were uh, British. Because like, Marlowe's in Preston's Joseph Conrad, Heart of Darkness. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Assault on Precinct 13, the original, although Ooh. they're all the same names. Yeah. Uh, was Lawrence Fishburne's character in the second one, so in the first one, not him. It's the same <laughs> <Ooh>. guy. <laughs> Basically was one of the characters called Washington Jones, Churchill Brown, or Napoleon Wilson. Washington yeah. Jones. Churchill Brown. Both wrong. Napoleon Wilson. Oh, God. Napoleon <laughs> Wilson. Uh, final one. Greg Hastings Tournament Pinball 2. Was it Greg Hastings? Greg Hastings, but the Greg has two Gs. Or Greg Hastings, <laughs> but the Greg has three Gs. Oh, three at Gs. At the end. At the end. Gonna... Three Gs. Always three Gs. It's got to be. Two Gs. One G. Ah. Three Gs at the end. I just thought, well, you know. Ask me. Why not? It's like BMX XXX. Back in those days. (laughs) It's like the Xbox XXX. I've got just a few others from Xbox action games that I don't have questions for. Kane and Lynch. Character called Kane. Adam Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) What? His nickname's Kane. He's Adam Kane Marcus. It was like... Why can they just oh, call, we want to call the game? Just call him Kane yeah, Marcus. Kane is a name. They can use <laughs> yeah. that. What they, it's got Adam. Like uh, you, you can call him whatever you want. Yeah. Nah. Adam Marcus. That's the character I've written. <laughs> yeah. Dark Void, which like we saw this part earlier. Yeah. They, who did the voice? Cat, for that? Nolan North. Nolan North. Yeah. But he was like, this is like the opposite. This is way too posh. William Augustus Gray. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, as it I said, like the Rocketeer game that was, wasn't it? Yeah. Sort of well, that's what I'm saying. That sounds yeah. almost like a bit Rocketeer. Yeah, maybe like, that's right. What they were going oh, for, like future was Rocketeer. He World, was he World War Two and then went to a different time period? Yeah. That would make I think more he, sense. I like, went through a portal to a different dimension or some mm. shit. Like. Maybe that makes more sense. It was like vertical void. combat, wasn't it? Like, no idea. I, I love that he went. He went through a portal to a future dimension. Yeah, that does make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got gun and time shift, but I already did those because I'd run out of names. Section eight, Alex. Cord. That was quite a good Cord. one. Yeah. And just proof that it doesn't have to be men in wet, it was Ruby Malone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Ruby it's just like Malone. A conjunction between like exotic but everyday. Yeah. yeah. Relatable but ooh, a bit cool. The other one we were talking about that I really liked, just because I liked the game so much, was uh, Bruce Willis's Apocalypse, where he was called Trey Kincaid. <laughs> that was really good. Trey. Trey Kincaid. If you um, met someone called Trey in real life, they'd be like a loser. I just, I, I would just leave the room. It's the name of something you carry food on. Like, that's not a good name, is it? But I, it's spelled different, obviously. Yeah, but it, that doesn't matter to bullies. No, exactly. Importantly. Um, <laughs> Oh, thank you for that quiz, Joe. Cade Yeager's action just name. Yeah. From all the work he's put into that compared to the ones that Gab just reads out now. Yeah, other in. people. He buys oh, off the a... internet. He buys off the internet. That feels like a very much a one-shot there, Joe. I don't know if I'm going to do Trey, Trey Yeager's action. <laughs> Trey Yeager's. Glam. Forever. Uh, yeah. Excellent. So what were the scores? Yeah. All good? I yeah. was not keeping oh, track. Oh, you won. I won. Yeah. I think Dale yeah. definitely I definitely said it was a co-op won. game, but... Dale went off piste and started disagreeing. So <laughs> he was like, "This is not co-op because I'm getting all the answers now." I could tell that he wasn't working. Um, Achievement on, he wasn't on unlocked. Yeah. Um, right, a little bit of feedback before we go this week. This yep. one is from Chris Dawson. Um, 
I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Essentially, for me, there are certain aspects, installments in franchises that I feel really ruin them for me. I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about. It's usually a case of milking your franchise for all the money possible in it. The most recent example of this is Transformers. I personally think Transformers 1 and 2 are absolutely banging movies, (laughs) with the third one still pretty decent in my opinion. However, I never watched and don't really plan to watch the two most recent installments. There's a real uh, roller coaster of standards. Yeah. <laughs> was I love that? But what's he happened to make three you was good? But like, decent, yeah, but that's what right. he, he thought. Decent. Three was decent, but you won't watch four. One and two banging. They've made two more of them. Nah, not for me. <laughs> I just wanted, what's the guy's name? Anyway, uh, he's called Chris Dawson. Chris Dawson. Let's just wait. How a do you like Transformers Two? Let me count the ways. <laughs> um, I was gonna. I feel a bit bad with it. We just like cut in there, but his next. Um, thing is what are your thoughts on this do you feel that some movies can leave a bad mark or spoil a franchise you enjoy are there any films that you guys refuse to watch because you think they may ruin something so there must be something about 4 where he's gone not for me like hates the like the Autobot I'll tell you what he hates Cade Yeager yeah maybe it's, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, uh, it's like what, if it's not Buff. Sam Witwicky I'm out <laughs> 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 done um, yeah I'm really interested to know why he's out um, on the actual question this is the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull raped my childhood argument isn't it mm. like oh, can something had? can something oh no 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 oh, sorry. Like, oh the larger that, issue that idea of like can I'm, one film ruin films you loved I'm usually of the opinion no like yeah. I can be very good at like disavowing stuff and just ignoring it and go oh that still is unchanged Absolutely. now I know that affects what now ha- next happens to the thing I like mm. so it in a more kind of real and like close way it does continue to affect it but I'm happy to like disregard yeah something. so I I have been with you on that forever until recently I had Alien Covenant right without getting into what happens in it Alien Covenant does a weird thing where it reconfigures that universe in a way like such that Alien is about now the origin. Yeah. Alien is now a different film. Like everything now. Like I know, obviously, I can just go. That part doesn't exist for me. Yeah. But there's something about going. By the way, this is why the thing you loved was the way you loved it. So I've had to like have this experience in the last year with Dark Souls Three because they've tried to revisit the story elements from Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3, which kind of changes a lot of the elements about that original story that I actually really liked. Interesting. For the worse. So in I kind of maintain my own head canon, yeah, yeah. where 3 isn't canon. And, and I know that's not necessarily the case, but I choose not to regard it. Yeah. Because yeah. actually, I think it impoverishes the original game. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll watch Alien. Yeah, and I'll and love it and it won't change my love of that film. You know, the official line and the fact that this original creator. There's something very strange about the creator just going like, by the way, here's all the answers. I think, what it, show, I think what it shows you in that very real sense is the author is not always entirely in control of the meaning of the thing they make. No, in the uh, nor should they be. And, you know, Lucas had this with when he went back and filled in gaps and, and added yeah. to his own universe that he maybe didn't fully understand what elements people loved most and the things that got taken on. And, you know, we've seen that with really Scott. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky one. And, it's hard in the world now where things are being revisited more and more. God, yeah. I think you can... Uh, it can, Yeah, there's a potential to affect, to affect you sometimes. Like the, I remember the prequel trilogy. It did actually for a short time affect my enjoyment of the original trilogy. I just lost like 
the love I had for mm. him for a while. And it took like a few years until I revisit him. And then I just kind of forgotten about the prequel yeah. trilogy. But for a while, it did definitely sour my experience with them. Yeah. People sure even really saying that about buying like new good Star Wars movies. The fact there's just more of it in the world makes it inherently less special. I've yeah, heard yeah. that argument as well. But I see that. It's the, I think this is all Wikipedia's fault. Because everyone wants everything filled in. It's like falling down a Wikipedia hole of writing for mm. universes. I, I think. Everything needs to be a hot yeah. link. Like, yeah, there's this idea that, like, we have to, for every citation needed, we need to fill yeah. it in. When we don't. Answers to questions that no one asks the questions. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or never needed an answer to. Yeah. The question's more fun than the answer, mm. yeah. as it often is. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Um, good question. Fucked it, Hollywood. <laughs> but what is it about Transformers 4 that put you off, Chris? I, really, I do want to really, know that. I really want to know. So write in, Chris. Because the thing about Transformers 2 is that the Devastator has balls. Oh, God. That, oh, God, I about that. wrecking ball balls. Transformers 2 is an abysmal film, like, beyond abysmal like, film. Dale was, out, kind, Dale was out at 2. I, I did kind of like Transformers 1. Like, not yeah, a lot. I thought Transformers but I 1 was fun. And went, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's all right. So Optimus Prime. Yeah. second but, one. Oh, my God. Um... Vom. Yes, me. Right, this is from Mickey Breslin. That's a good name. You yeah, could be a good in name. Oh, yeah. Actually, Kate could, Yeager. <laughs> Mickey Breslin. I'm going to do a second round based on who's the real uh, <laughs> writer in Because I reckon serial uh, person, serial <laughs> writer Levon Young would oh, also yeah. be on there. Levon Young's a good name. Caught in a time travel drama. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, oh, I probably shouldn't say it, but we had someone uh, apply for a job we're doing at the moment. I'm not going to say his name out loud, but I'll tell you off. We're off here. Harry Task. It's a brilliant name. It is a brilliant name. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I wrote my feedback, brilliant name, at one point for a CV. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, hey, hey to all the IGN UK crew. Hey, hey. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I need some advice about gaming and going to the pub. So I'm hoping oh, you come to the right place, help. mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I've recently organised my first games night at my local bar. We played three indie games, Broforce, Nidhogg and Tricky Towers. It got a decent turnout, but then the week after we played Rocket League and the bar was packed. That'll happen. So, my question is, what other games do you think would be fun for a game tournament in a pub? I'm primarily using PS4, but can get games on Steam as well. You've, the oh. problem is, Mickey Breslin, who I'd like to say is target demo. Yeah. Target yeah. demographic, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we usually play games then go to the pub yeah you've peaked with Rocket League yeah it's like a Rocket League, game Rocket League is way too accessible yeah <laughs> that's why I don't like it yeah. no it's uh, <laughs> too accessible for me, for me. Um, and it also makes sense to see that on in a pub like it's got a really yes. good spectator mode but, and it, yeah. It, yeah and it makes sense to watch and people get behind it and stuff but with that said Towerfall Towerfall that's, that's what I was going to say yeah that play Towerfall sure. forever what about uh, Overcooked yep what you want is a game that multiple players play on a single screen yes yeah. like, and that's it's quite like quick player. turnaround as well so yep. people can what was the go have game? a drink what? what was the dodgeball stick game balled. Stick stick ball. stick ball. stick a great show yeah that's a stick ball you could play with six players right wasn't yeah. it yeah uh, sideways shout one two switch Ooh. Well, I did one two switch in a pub I hosted it it was great because if people are drunk enough like we had to stop playing the uh, the clown plate spinning game because it got actually violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like full on, these two friends were punching each oh other in the ribs. Yeah, <laughs> do that in your pub. It was brilliant. Um, Mario Kart. Uh, that's well. a good shout. Yeah, yeah but Mario Kart. Firstly, long. it's four screens, so uh, it's, it's not, it's not readable. Yet. Good point. Um, do, can we not go back? Can we not play the N sixty four version or something? Like that? We can do four screens. That Split. shit. Mate. What? No, no, I mean as in like uh, one, no one continuous screen. Oh, right, Even yeah. if it's split screen, 
like smash then smash is a good one yeah smash although smash is hard to read yeah. like if you're watching smash it can be like fuck is going especially if yeah, you've yeah. never seen it before. i always yeah. think that why is that guy I, got I a think, hammer and why's the music i think they're playing smash a decent handful of games there i think yeah. like try them out what do you want mickey breslin jesus come on mate no steam games for you but thanks for writing in um Getting more and more confrontational. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's beyond 5.30. We all should I be in the really pub. Need a, I really need a piss. Yeah. Well, let me speed through Terry Hurley's email about Beyond Good and Evil 2, which I've pre-read and I agree with. Mm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, done. Thank you for joining us. Terry says, Hi. That's it. Now, I know this may seem a bit hypocritical to complain about swearing when I listen to this podcast <laughs> and giggle like a teenage boy as some of your immature bants Immature bants. Mm. How dare you, sir? Uh, parenthetically, I'm a middle-aged old fart, for goodness sake. But I'm a little worried <laughs> in the excessive swearing in the trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2. The first game, while having mature themes, could still be enjoyed by both young and old. It had charm to it that prevailed even in the game's darker moments. Now, this new trailer for the prequel comes along, and we have more swearing than a film directed by Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese starring Danny Dyer, which he'd pay to see. I would also pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> because Danny Dyer would not be able to keep up with their directorial demands. <laughs> what? You fucking what, mate? I do love him. Have you seen that Who Do You Think You Are with Danny mm, Dyer? I've yeah, seen yeah, the One of yeah. the greatest <laughs> yeah. TV programmes I've ever seen in my life. And unironically, you will come out loving Danny Dyer. Uh, I don't have a problem with... We're back to Terry. I don't have a problem with swearing per se, but to have it in this game is almost like enjoying Star Wars, then watching The Empire Strikes Back and having Darth Vader state, oh, you fuckhead, I'm your old man, ain't I, you slag? <laughs> I don't know being a cockney is part of it. Or, well. <laughs> or, I love you, and hearing the word... <laughs> sorry, and hearing the reply... I know, bitch. <laughs> it's just not the same, in my opinion. What do you guys think? P.S. What do you think my chances of becoming a Hollywood screenwriter are? <laughs> that was one of the main reasons I included this email, because I love that P.S. It just I came think, out of nowhere. Well, I mean, you could direct Danny Dyer. You have a new Nick Love, You mate. probably get kicked off the Han Solo movie, but yeah. doesn't everyone? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I agree with this guy that. completely. When I was watching that trailer, I was like, this is completely it's unnecessary. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's this weird, like, it's very Ubisoft. Like, I really like Ubisoft, yeah. but they constantly do things that make me go, well, who's writing this? Like, GCSE students. It's mad. It felt like, yeah, film students, like college film cool. students. Yeah. They're like, they've got the, now all of a sudden they've left school, they're allowed to swear when they're making Ooh. things, and then they just throw fucking at every other sentence. It was a really good excuse, that coming out, for me to go and play Beyond Good and Evil for the first time, which I did when I was jet-lagged yeah. this weekend. Stuck in, what, 10 or 11 hours and went through it. Firstly, that game holds up really well. Like, cool. I mean, And I'm excited yeah. to see them do more, even though it sounds like they're making No Man's Sky instead of Beyond Good and Evil, but never mind. Um, but it also reinforced... Everyone that, loves that, though, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that, like, that felt like one of those... If I was going to compare it to, like, a cartoon, it's like Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you watched that? No. You should. It's fucking amazing. And I had I had that look on my face <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I was told to watch it. But... It is a perfectly kid-friendly show with extremely adult themes. So it's really enjoyable for that reason. Beyond Good and Evil is the same thing. Okay. This is like... I don't know what this is. This weird, like... Squarey monkey. Cool cartoon world with, like, just horrible bastards in it. I don't want to hear those people 
I don't yeah. want to be mm. friends with them. Like they're meant, to, from what I understand, you go around picking up those people as crew members and like recruit them. So you can choose not to. I'm just going to say, like, fuck off to yeah. everyone. <laughs> I'm off no. now. I want to be alone on my ship, silent. I don't want to <laughs> well, be anybody. alone in space for all eternity than spend time with any of you cubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's just horrible to listen to. Like, And I watched it again. Yeah. Just like, it, it, oh. it just felt like one, maybe about three or four times too many. Like, the odd one wouldn't have been a problem at all. I, t- I tell you what, if they... If, one of them had said like "fuck" once. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah, like wow, oh, like a little yeah, yeah." It's like it's grown up, of, yeah. But it's not grown time, up. It's grown all the time. Is childish. It's yeah. gone more. Like, immature. We do swear on this podcast, but I like to think we do it for humor, effect, and like emphasis, or just because like sometimes that's I, funny. I just yeah. do it instead of saying "ugh." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or fi- like a filler. Yeah, <laughs> but like to use it all the time is um, the sign of a adult mind. It's just a mm. weird thing, you know. Mm. People are waiting what. Something like is it ten, fifteen years? Like something ridiculous for yeah, this sequel, right, yeah. and to have it come out and be like, firstly, pitched as a completely different game, yeah. and secondly, pitched in such a just annoying way. It was, it was like, really weird. He clawed it back a bit by crying on stage. A lot of that at Ubisoft. <laughs> You can always cry on stage to claw it back. And that's yeah. what I find, even with a podcast. And as my eyes begin to well up, I think it's time to say goodbye for this week. Should um, we plug our run? We, we absolutely <sighs> should. Um, so in, in actually, I don't even want to say how many weeks it is because it's quite a frightening thought. I think in like three weeks time, oh we're running 10K for a special effect, which are an amazing video game charity that kind of use technology and they adapt like video game controllers and consoles so people with physical disabilities can enjoy playing video games and we've done this run before you've listened to the podcast I think we did last year Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to donate anything at all you can go to justgiving.com forward slash run IGN and you can make a lovely little donation there to us we're aiming for £2,000 Yes, that is that is our goal. Help us beat that goal. I'm we'll aiming feel... to run it in two thousand hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to beat my my time from last there's year. There's no yeah. chance I'm beating my but score I've from done last year. Much less. I've training. put on like ten pounds since last yeah. year. <laughs> I am not doing it in anywhere near. Doing the time. any preparation? Yeah, I, I yeah. actually did quite a lot of running for the month before going to E3. Yeah, and then we were at E3, yeah. and then I've been sick this week. But I'm going to like do a lot in the like yeah. final push because I don't want to like it to be completely painful yeah oh man I really wish I was doing it I can't unfortunately make it this year but last year like it was really like good motivating motivation yeah. to get out there and do yeah. more running and it's like fun to do it's, yeah. look, I hope it's not as hard as it has been oh, this it was week. horrible I don't think it will last be. year as well I would die uh, but yeah if you can get, like spur anything at all even if it's like 50p or a pound yeah um, please um, donate generously how much are you donating Dale? Uh, £1.50 you will find out in all due course mate Anonymous donation 10p, (laughs) which is still good. I owe you one bar gold bullion. (laughs) That's it. If if everyone who listens to this podcast donated 10p, that's a lot of peas. I'm just saying. We'll show off. Ooh, a lot of peas we've got. Um, Thank you very much for listening to our E3 special, only a week late. Maybe never listen to last week's podcast yeah, again. Yeah, this should be. You can delete it from your phones. I'm really worried. That'd be appreciated. Very SEO friendly headline, that one. Like, often. <laughs> pe- That's a lot of people's first podcast, that. <laughs> yeah, could well be. Bollocks. Oh, well. Sorry. If they've, they've listened this far, though, because they're hearing now. Yeah, if you've come back after last week's shambles, I'd love you. Yeah, yeah. I That's really me kissing. It's only going to get better. Now give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I think leave it on that. Yeah.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.